Welcome to the Pathway Church Podcast, where you'll find fresh messages uploaded weekly. Pathway Church is a Bible-based church located in Peterborough, Ontario, and we're on a mission to reach people far from God and see them become devoted followers of Jesus. We hope that what you hear today will help you to take one step closer to Jesus. Thanks so much for joining us, and if you like what you hear, don't forget to subscribe. Hey, uh, today is Mission Sunday, and uh, we're going to say lots more about that uh, in the second half of our service. Um, today, though, I want to take the first, you know, 10 to 14 minutes to continue our message series, which I promise will lead right into what we've been talking about uh, and what we'll be doing today with Mission Sunday. For those that haven't been with us, if you're a guest with us today, uh, over the past uh, five weeks, we've been walking through a letter in the New Testament called Thessalonians, and the series is called Waiting Well, and we're talking about... Um, a letter that was written by Paul the Apostle and his partner in ministry, Silas, and also a young man by the name of Timothy. And they had traveled to the Greek port city of Thessalonica, and they had shared the message of Jesus and his resurrection with people in that community. And there were a group of people that began to gather as the local church, believing and trusting in Jesus. And they're trying to grow in their faith and figure out what it means to live the Christian life. And so Paul and his companions, who had been kind of run out of town, they would later write a letter of encouragement. And that's what we've been walking through for these past five weeks. And today, uh, we're just going to hit about three or four verses today, which I think will lead us into a conversation of what it means to love and serve others, particularly those in our community, as we uh, pursue this Mission Sunday. Uh, So what I want to do is, last week we were in chapter four of this letter, and we looked at the first eight verses in which Paul talks about um, abstaining from sexual immorality. So it was like the sex talk. So it was awkward. And if you weren't here, you can watch it online. It's all there, you know. Uh, and so we talked about that. Uh, but there was a theme in there that connects with the next few verses that we're going to be looking at today. And, and the, the verse that I pointed to last week that I thought was so significant is in chapter 4, verse 3. And we'll put it up on the screen. Here's what it said. This is the will of God, your sanctification. If you're here today and you're like, what does God want for me? What does he want from me? What does he want to do in me? Like, what does God want? What's his will for me? Whether you're a new Christian, maybe you're not even a Christian, you're like, so if I become a Christian, what does God want for me? Like, what's this going to mean? He's going to tell us. If you've been a Christian for 20, 30, 40, 50 years, I'm telling you exactly what God wants for you, your sanctification. Now, the word sanctification is kind of a weird word. We don't use it a lot in the English language, but it simply means to purify and to set apart. And the, the illustration that I used last week, I'll remind you of, was this, this idea of uh, precious china. And I told you how my wife has these special plates that she, we got at our wedding, I think, and they're old plates, and they're from England, and they have these beautiful flower patterns on them, and they're, 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 they're china. And so I brought a plate. This is not one of the good ones. <laughs> Although it is actually bone china, um, I found out on the back. But these are not the plates. Uh, I wouldn't dare bring them to church because I would probably break it. So we got these beautiful plates, and I was talking about how those plates, those special plates, are sanctified. They're hand-washed, and they're set in a special cabinet, and they come out on special occasions. And essentially what Paul is saying is that God wants for all those who follow him and seek to be Christians, that we would be cleansed and that we would be set aside for his special purpose. And that means two things. It means, number one, that we're set aside from something. My wife informed me that those special plates of hers, they don't go in the dishwasher. Right? They're hand-washed. 
because the dishwasher will damage them, affect them, chip them, the paint will come off. So, so there are certain things you don't do with the plates. The kids are not allowed to take those plates downstairs, you know, for toast in the morning, watching TV, sitting on the, leaning off the coffee table. Not allowed to do that. There's, there, there are certain things you don't do with these special plates, right? And that's essentially what Paul says. He says, look, you're set apart from, and he says sexual immorality. He's talking about how we as Christians use our bodies, and he says there are some wrong ways to use our bodies, and he's talking specifically about sexual behavior. Again, you can watch the message from last week. What we didn't even talk about last week was how God has set us apart so that we use our bodies in a way that glorifies and honors him. So we didn't even talk about anger. What do you do as a Christian when you get angry with somebody? You know, what's the right response? And we learned last week that we're actually not, we, we don't do what we want to do, we do what is right to do. And so we didn't talk about anger, we didn't talk about um, food, how much we eat, what we eat, we didn't talk about how much we drink, none of that. We didn't talk about any of those things. And so what Paul is saying is that when somebody has set their lives aside, their bodies, their minds, their thoughts, their money, their time, and it's been set aside to God, they are sanctified to Him, they will want to use their bodies for His purpose. I used the analogy last week about how uh, my wife, who was in the first service, we've been married for 20 years. And for those 20 years, I haven't dated other women. I haven't gone to any of the sites looking for other women. And the reason why is because literally the day we got married, we were sanctified to each other. We were set apart. I'm for you and you're for me. That's it. And the reason why I don't look for other dates with other women, right, is not that there aren't attractive women out there or need a date. But the reason why I don't do that is because I want to please her and I'm committed to her. And so if a Christian... If someone who's seeking to follow Jesus doesn't behave in certain ways, doesn't do certain things, whether it's sexually, food, drink, places you go, all of that stuff, if we're not doing those things, it's, it's because we want to please God and we love him and we're set apart for him, okay? So we're set apart from something, but here's the other side of the coin. We're set apart for something. Now those plates aren't just, again, sometimes we think about Christianity as all the things you're not supposed to do. Christians don't do this, don't do this, don't do this, but actually... A big part of the scripture is Christians do this. We are set apart for a purpose, for something. And those plates, they come out on special occasions. It's usually an anniversary or Christmas Eve. And they come out and they honor our guests and they honor the people that are there. And likewise, God wants us to not use our bodies to fulfill our own desires and passions, but to serve and love others. And that's where Paul's going with this. So we're going to jump down to verse 9, where we left off last week. Here's what he says. Now concerning brotherly love, you have no need for anyone to write to you. For you yourselves have been taught by God to love one another. His point is simply this. If you're a follower of Jesus, God begins to do something inside of you, begins to transform you, and the net result of that over time will be that you will increase in love. Someone cannot follow Jesus and not become a more loving person because Jesus was the ultimate loving person. And if we're following him and seeking to know him and be like him, guess what's going to happen? We're going to grow in love for God and for one another. And so Paul says, look, you don't even need anyone to teach you because God will develop that inside of you. That will be produced. And I would, I would remind you of this. Um, don't judge too quickly. Don't judge too quickly. Because sometimes uh, someone begins the process of faith and you don't get really good at loving others or being generous or, or holding back your anger or controlling your body. You don't become an expert at that overnight. Anybody notice this? <laughs> Somebody like, yeah, actually, I'm still working on a few of those, a lot of those. So... It doesn't happen overnight, and so we begin somewhere, and what I'd say is be careful how quickly you judge other people about where they're at in the process, because what's really important is that they're progressing in love, that they're progressing in purity, that they're progressing in the direction that God would have them 
to go. And sometimes we misjudge people, right? Like if you picked up a little baby, a newborn baby, you looked at them and went, this little kid does nothing to help around here. (laughs) Produces nothing but messes. And you go, this thing is useless. But it's not useless because it's full of potential. This little baby, this little girl, this little boy is full of potential. And if if it's developed properly, what's going to happen? It's going to turn into an adult who contributes to their family and loves others and contributes to society and the world. And it's the same with faith. Faith grows. And you begin, and maybe you can't love very well, and maybe you're not very generous, and maybe you've got all your issues and addictions, and, and over time, as you grow in the knowledge of God, what, you begin to change. And it begins to produce something in you. So I would say don't judge people where they're at, but judge people in the direction they're headed. What's God doing in their lives? What's God doing in your life? And so he says this. He says, God will produce that in you. Verse 10, for that indeed is what you are doing to all the brothers throughout Macedonia. Paul's like, hey, guys, I already see this happening. I see that you're following Jesus and you're growing in your love for others. This is amazing. In fact, in the first week of the message, we talked about how, um, how as Paul opens the letter, he's like, I already see God at work in you. And, and I said this in the first week. I said, imagine if we could be a church where we could look and identify and call out what God is doing in the people around us. Because it's, it's easy to be critical. It is super easy to find fault with other people. Trust me. I can find faults with all of you, and you can easily find faults with me. Oh, the pastor has issues? Yes, he does. So, so we can easily find faults with one another, but what, what Paul models for us is calling out, saying, hey, I see God at work in you. I saw how you turned away from that. I saw how you gave. I saw how you served. God is doing something in you. And today we kind of recognize um, different organizations and individuals that we see God at work in. And God is doing amazing things in our city and we want to be part of it. We want to encourage them and one another in what God is doing. Statistically speaking, um, the average pathway church attender, if, I, if we were to average out household giving financially, the people in this church give so far beyond what the average Canadian gives. The people in this church volunteer far beyond what the average person in Canada volunteers. They give of their time, all of this stuff. Uh, and that's amazing. And as a pastor, as a leader, I'm proud and honored to be part of this and to lead a group of amazing people like you. But like Paul, I want to encourage you today in verse 10, he says, that indeed is what you're doing. But he says, we urge you brothers, do this more and more. He's not like, oh, you've arrived. You, you've, got it, you've got it down. You've done enough. He's like, do it more and more. I want to leave you with an example today um, that capacity to do anything, capacity to fill in the blank, throw that up there, increases with time and reps. Now, we all understand this physically, right? So even if you haven't been to a gym, you understand this is a weight, and the weight provides resistance. And so if you lift this weight, you lift it up, okay, it's causing resistance to the muscle, and if you do it over and over again, what do you think is going to happen? You get tired. <laughs> Some of you are like, you're getting strong. No, you get tired. Your muscles get worn down. But here's the beautiful thing. If you rest and you eat properly, then your muscles grow. And if you come back and then maybe the next week you lift them again, and maybe you do one more rep, just one more rep. And then the next week you do one more rep. And eventually what happens over time is if you keep coming back and you keep lifting that thing, then what happens is over time and reps, your capacity increases, right? This is true. This is true physically. It's also true spiritually. What people don't understand is that your capacity to love others grows with time and reps. That your capacity to serve other people when you don't feel like it, it grows with time and reps. 
that, that everything that you would do, that the love that God would put in your heart, it has to grow, and it grows with time and, and reps. And so people could come to me and be like, Pastor, someday I'm going to have a six-figure income, my house will be paid off, and I'm going to give tens of thousands of dollars to all these amazing ministries around the community and our church. And my first thought is, what are you giving now? Oh, well, I don't give anything right now. Oh, so you're not doing any reps, right? Maybe you should start with $5, right? And if you keep doing $5 long enough, what happens? You can do $10, right? You forgive that person that you don't feel like forgiving, and it's hard. You're like, God, help me. Time and reps. And eventually, forgiving someone who's hurt you becomes easier because you've become stronger. You've developed a spiritual gift. You've developed character. You've developed generosity. You've developed love. And it happens with time and reps. And so there are kind of two, two, um, two opposite reactions that you could have today as I'm telling you, hey, do this more and more. You're going, yes. Some of you are like the kind of people that jump in with both feet. You commit to way too much. That's me, by the way, right? So I'll be like, it's January 1. I'm getting in shape this year. I go to the gym and squat for two hours, and then I can't walk for a month. You know, injure, pull something, and I'm out for the, for the next month. And, and my wife just shakes her head. And she's like, of course, you should do like me and not work out, right? <laughs> so that's the other side of the coin. So you've got the one that goes way too hard. She's not in here. I can say that. Uh, you're either going way too hard, doing too much, or you're not doing anything at all. And both of them are not good, right? Both of them are not good. And, and so this, this happens. that like People say, oh, I'm going to give all this money. And then they fall short, and then they give nothing. Or they say, I'm going to volunteer my time, and I'm going to serve in three areas of Pathway Church, and I'm going to go down to the bridge, and I'm going to do all this stuff. And then you stop showing up for your commitments. You overload, and then you can't fulfill your commitments. And you're not growing, actually. You're falling back. And so... What Paul is saying is more and more, what you do is you say, okay, what am I doing now? Okay, I'm able to do what I'm doing now. I'm going to add a little bit. I'm going to a little more. And then I'm going to do that for six months. And then once I've been able to do that for a while, I'm going to add a little bit more. And then I'm going to add time and reps. I'm going to increase my capacity. That's how we do it. Okay? The other side of the coin is I don't do anything. I'm too busy. I have young kids. I can't help anybody. Um, My finances are tight. I can't give anything. But you're missing out the opportunity to invest time and reps and to grow in an area of your life if you're doing nothing. Years ago, I had a surgery, appendix ruptured, and uh, so I was in the hospital for about a week, and about day three or four, the nurses were like, you have to get up and walk around. And I tried getting up, and I thought, no, that's uncomfortable. I'm not doing that. She said, no, you have to get up and walk around. Trust me. And I'm like, no, it's fine. The morphine's working. I'm good. Got my TV. You know, and I stayed in bed. I, I refused to get up and move around, and uh, I, I did live to regret that. Okay? And you know, sometimes when you fail to do anything, when you don't serve, you don't give, when you don't love, when you don't forgive, guess what happens to your muscles, metaphorically speaking? They actually shrink if you do nothing with them. And so I want to encourage everyone, wherever you're at, do a little more. Give, serve, love, where you're at. And, uh, and as you do so, with time and with reps, your ability to love, serve, give, forgive, all of that stuff will grow in time. So I want to encourage you uh, with that today. He continues with this. Here's how he finishes, and we'll turn it over to our guests. Verse 11, he says, and I want you to aspire to live quietly. This means that as Christians, um, Paul's saying we shouldn't be causing problems and stirring up trouble. I know none of you have ever met a Christian who caused problems and stirred up trouble. But I assure you, they're out there somewhere, in another church, I presume. (laughs) 
and he continues and says, to mind your own affairs. Literally, Paul's like, mind your own business. Like, there's enough stuff for me to work on right here. I don't have to run around policing your life and telling you what you're doing wrong. Most people actually know what they're doing wrong. So Paul's like, don't mind your own business, okay? Can we just do that? And he says, and to work with your hands as we instructed you. To be busy at work doing productive things with your hands. Verse 12, so that you may walk properly before outsiders and be dependent on no one. Two, th- two results. One, outsiders, people who are not Christians, who are not in the church, who are in our community, would see the way we love, the way we give, the way we serve, the way we treat one another, and they would be like, whoa. Jesus said that those who would do that would actually be like a city set on a hill at night, bright city, everyone's attracted to that. He says that's what, it li- that's what it's like when Christians are living the Christian faith out the way they're intended to. So he says that you may walk properly before outsiders and be dependent on no one. Now when he says dependent on no one, Paul is not talking about not needing the people in this room. We need each other. He's talking about being able to work hard to produce enough resources to care for me and my family and have enough left over to actually help someone else and not be dependent. Imagine if every person in this church was financially secure, had time and margin to give and serve in our church and in our community. Imagine if every person in our church did that. Can you imagine the impact that we could have? Be dependent on no one. These are goals and aspirations for those who seek to follow Jesus. And so with that encouragement in mind, um, I want to change directions with our Fort Peterborough Initiative. Um, Last fall, we started this Fort Peterborough Initiative, and the graphic doesn't work. I apologize. Uh, But this Fort Peterborough Initiative is one that we wanted to start as a church because so many people know what the church is against, and they don't know what the church is for. And people see, you know, church doctrine, and they go, oh, the church hates this group and that group. And we just wanted to say, hey, no, actually, we're for our community. We're for the people in our community, and that we want to love and serve them in practical ways. And so through this Four Peterborough Initiative, we're doing a bunch of different things. Um, one of them is today's Mission Sunday, where we want to highlight partners and people who are doing amazing work in our community. I do want to let you know before we bring up some of our, um, some of our uh, key speakers uh, that this today is not, um, there's no offering, this is not a fundraising event. Uh, the purpose of today is to highlight, I want you, the church, to see what our church is doing in our community and around the world. And if you give financially to this church, uh, about 10% of our operating budget goes right out the doors into all these various ministries. And so when you give financially to this church, you're already making a huge impact, but there's always room for a little more. Uh, whether it's giving through this church or giving directly or serving and volunteering at some of these ministries. My hope with this today is that as you hear about what some of these organizations are doing and some of these Christian leaders are doing, that you would want to partner with them in some way. And we've left some time at the end of service for you to go back, and we've got tables and, and spokespeople there that you can meet. And perhaps God will lead you to support through volunteerism some of these ministries directly. Perhaps you'll even financially support them directly, and that's great. We want to be for our community in whatever way we can. And so, uh, with that being said, I'm going to invite up um, Jen from Youth Unlimited. So, Jen, come on up. Grab your microphone. Everybody say hi to Jen. (laughs) There you go. Thanks, Nathan. Um, Well, I am just honored to be here and honored to be the first of an amazing group of presenters you guys are going to hear today. I really uh, think you guys have the cream of the crop uh, with you this morning. Um, 
as are you. So it is such a privilege for me to be here. Um, so my name is Jennifer. I'm the director of Peterborough Youth Unlimited. Um, and uh, Pathway has been such an incredible gift to us. Um, I love being at this church because I recognize so many of you. Um, many of you have come and served at the Bridge Youth Center um, right on the front lines with us over the years, um, have been involved with giving, have been involved in so many aspects of the ministry. And uh, so coming here, it feels, it really feels like family. And isn't that what it, it should be like in the body of believers, um, that we serve together uh, to hold out the gospel of Christ uh, to, to young people and to all people in our community um, and show the love of God. So thank you for all you've done to support our ministry, uh, to support all the groups that are here today. It's, it's an honor to be with you this morning. Um, for those of you who don't know about our ministry, I'll just share a little bit about uh, what we do. So um, in Peterborough, a big part of our ministry, uh, we have the Bridge Youth Center, um, which is a youth center right downtown um, in Peterborough. Um, and right now we have programs operating um, every day of the week, except for Sundays right now, um, to hold out uh, the hope of Christ uh, to, to young people in our city. So we see uh, young people from all walks of lives uh, come in and uh, enjoy uh, just a safe place in the heart of our community um, to meet loving people who share Christ with them in a safe, loving environment. Um, we share meals together, come alongside young people, and just share uh, Jesus in a really tangible way. Um, we serve youth ages 8 to 24, uh, so we have an after-school program, cooking programs, um, drop-in programs in the evening. Uh, two years ago, uh, we put skate ramps in the youth center, and we were able to start uh, skate club ministry and also scooter club. Um, Jeff Ricks, who's here, is a part of, of that, um, just reaching into a, a whole other uh, demographic of youth um, and just caring for young people. Uh, the mission of Youth for Christ or Youth Unlimited is to see every young person living fully in Christ. And I just want to uh, invite you to take a minute to think about what that looks like for our community and what that looks like for young people in your life. Um, we believe uh, that we can see a generation um, who knows who they are in Jesus um, and who's transformed by the gospel in, in such a way um, that, that it actually changes the culture of our city. Um, when I was a young person, I came to know Christ um, when I was 16, and he completely changed um, my life, my future, uh, gave me hope, um, gave me joy, gave me freedom, a life that I never knew that I could have. Um, and we're seeing every day uh, through the Bridge Youth Center and through our other ministries, uh, young people um, just encountering Jesus um, in, a, in a meaningful way. Um, Another thing that uh, we have uh, going on in part of our ministry, like I said, every young person living fully in Christ is a big mission. Um, it takes the whole church to reach the whole city, and we really believe that. So last year, uh, we became part of the uh, Peterborough Youth Network, um, and it's a network of uh, various churches, including Pathways. So Andrew Friesen is a part of that. Um, and just meeting together to look at, like, or look at what does it look like to reach um, a generation of young people. So um, looking into the high schools um, and also doing uh, youth events together. Actually, this week, uh, we'll be doing a youth uh, rally here at Pathway, um, inviting youth, youth from all over Peterborough to come and be a part of that. Um, 
And the other program that we've started last year actually is one of, one of the programs I'm most excited about. It's called uh, the FIT uh, program, which stands for Followers in Training. Um, and that came out of a desire to see uh, young people that were coming in through our programs um, having an opportunity to just go deeper in what it looked like uh, to follow Jesus. So these are our youth from um, either non-Christian backgrounds or kind of, you know, on the edge of, of knowing who Jesus is. And it's a very intentional discipleship program walking with youth through a journey. Um, so our first group of youth uh, over the last two years have gone through that uh, program and it has just been transformational uh, for the lives of those young people. And I have with me today Amanda Volk, um, who you can talk to afterwards that runs that program. She's taking our first cohort of youth to uh, Puerto Rico uh, this year in May to do a service trip. It's a service-based discipleship program uh, where they do local service projects and then, and then uh, international is the last uh, level of that. And it's a, an amazing program for young people who... Um, like I said, are just kind of um, entering that journey of what does it look like to walk with Christ. So it's actually an invitation for you to, if, if you know a young person, or if there's a young person in your life that could benefit from a program like that, come talk to us, um, because we are passionate about meeting young people where they're at. Um, so anyway, the, uh, that's, that's a snapshot of our ministry, um, and we would love to uh, continue to be connected with you. Um, if you've ever wanted to learn more about the bridge, uh, or get connected in any way, uh, please feel free to talk to us, and we, we'd love to meet you. Um, but my primary purpose today, again, is just to thank you. Um, you guys are amazing. Um, it is such an incredible thing to get to be the body of Christ together in this community. So thank you for the work that you do. Thanks, Jen. I think Ashley is coming up, and she's here representing the Kawartha Food Share. So everybody give her a warm welcome. Thank you so much for having me. Um, it's always wonderful when I get the opportunity to put faces to our donors. Um, and just to say thank you so much for your incredible support um, over many years. Pathway has been supporting us for since well before I started at Court the Food Share. So thank you so much. And to all of you who have spent some time volunteering in our warehouse, um, we couldn't do it without you. So keep up the good work. Um, for those of you who don't know, Kawartha Food Share is a food distribution center here in Peterborough, um, and we provide a safe and reliable access to emergency food in Peterborough and County. So we have 37 member agencies that we distribute food to, so those are meal programs, housing shelters, um, and any city and county food bank. Um, also on top of that, we provide healthy, nutritious food to 51 local schools for breakfast and nutrition programs. So those nutrition programs are feeding about 17,000 kids a day. Um, our feed, food banks are feeding about 8,000 clients on average a month. Meal programs, anywhere between 10 to 15,000 meals served a month. Um, and the breakfast programs, about 250 meals served a month. So there is a very large need in a community our size. We actually have the highest food insecurity rate in the province at 16.5%. So to put things into perspective, Toronto, we're about 5% higher than them. So we have a very high unemployment rate and lack of affordable housing, which is causing an increase at our agencies. So um, in the past few years, we've definitely seen these numbers rise a little bit. 
Um, so basically what we do um, at KFS is we're a warehouse where we bring in donations. Um, we work with lots of local retailers, so grocery stores. Um, every local grocery store has a food donation bin in them, so community members are extremely generous and put food items in there, as do the store owners themselves. Um, we also do many food drives, um, events, fundraisers. But we also work with large corporations, um, both in-city and, and outside. So um, Quaker is a huge supporter of ours in the city, especially for our breakfast and nutrition programs. Um, Cisco, Walmart, Loblaws. We receive about 10 skids of frozen food from Loblaws um, in Durham every single week. So our big mission in the last couple years has been to try and provide our clients with healthy, nutritious food items. So about two years ago, we purchased a refrigerated truck and in the hopes of we could start rescuing fresh food from grocery stores that was once being thrown away. Um, in our first year, we collected 150,000 pounds. So it's grown into this huge project and about 35% of what we distribute from our warehouse now is fresh food, meat, proteins, and frozen foods. So we've really grown um, that project to lengths we never imagined possible. Um, and that was mostly due in partnership with Costco. We started the first um, retail reclamation partnership with them in Canada to acquire these types of foods. So we receive at least every day a skid of produce, a skid of meat, and a skid of um, baked good to send out to our agency. So it's been just overwhelming um, the support that we receive. But we couldn't do it without our wonderful agencies who are on the front lines every single day um, distributing these food items to our clients. And we also couldn't do it without the wonderful community support that we have. Um, Peterborough is such a generous community and I see it in this room. We honestly couldn't do what we do without the support that we receive from you. Um, and the donations that we receive throughout the year from, from your church is wonderful because we're able to stretch every dollar that we receive to six times that amount. So we're members of Food Banks Canada and Feed Ontario. Um, so we purchase through bulk purchasing, basically, and can stretch that dollar to purchase thousands and thousands of items, um, especially staple food items that we need all the time. So each year we purchase between 100 dollars to $120,000 worth of food, but we distribute $10 million worth. So again, that all largely comes in part from our community and Thank you. I know I've said it a million times, but I can't say it enough. So thank you so much. If you're interested in hearing more about what we do or volunteering, just come and speak with me, and we'd love to have you. Thanks. Thanks, Ashley. Carl? Carl's here representing uh, Kids Against Hunger Canada, so I think he's got a little video to show. Thanks, Nate.
but not by ourselves We live in a world so beautiful But some parts need our help So laugh by life Thank you, everyone. The video is last year's. It's April 4th this year. But um, can I just take a moment and brag? That's my daughter, Karis, that wrote that song and uh, sang that song. And our very own Jason Dunn helped produce it. So, so much talent at Pathway. I also, I'm honored to be part of Pathway Church. And everything that I think we should do as Christians, if you, what you do to the least of these, you do for Jesus. So if you want to see his face, go and help someone in need. And uh, Pathways reaching out, and it tells me that I'm where we're supposed to be, and just so honored to be here. Pathway has also, in no small way, been a huge part of our growth and sustainability, and has supported us for the last eight years. Um, it started around the time Nathan and I went to Haiti to meet Tony Jones, and uh, it's just been a beautiful relationship. And you all here have contributed to feeding over three million people um, over the last eight years, so... You've um, been a big part of it. So, number one, um, I got some slides here. The uh, this is our we one of the things that Kids Against Hunger started. Um, the head office is out of Peterborough. Is uh, we started an initiative with Church in the City called One Million Meals Peterborough, and this is our fifth year coming up. We've packaged six hundred and forty-six thousand meals so far, and this year we're hoping to top three quarters of a million meals. So it's four containers of food, two of them are going to Tony Jones in Haiti, and two of them are staying in Canada, and we work with Kawartha Food Share, who distributes to the local missions, and it's, some has gone up north as far as um, Nunavut and Iqalit, I have a hard time saying these words, so... Um, Anyway, forgive me for that. Uh, so it's getting across uh, Canada to where it's needed and around the world. Um, on uh, April 4th, we're having a packaging event. It's One Million Meals Peterborough again. Pathway's been supporting it, and we'll be able to sign up and get you out. And um, we're not looking for donations. Pathway's already provided for that. So uh, just come out and package and have some fun. And you're reaching out to the... You're not just packaging food and saving lives. And it's unfortunate that every six seconds a child dies of starvation. It's just not necessary. But you'll have fun, and you get to show the community what we're all about. All Nathan was preaching about, showing what a Christian life is like, so, and being a shining example. Um, there's, let me see what I've got here. Uh, to keep it to five minutes, I had to have my, someone else do my notes. But the, uh, anyway, we've, we're, this year we're sending food to Moosonee and also to James Bay Cree communities, as well as Attawapiskat and Kashawan. Kash, I'm horrible with these words. They give them to me, but it's going to good places in our, our First Peoples and First Nations in Canada. Um, so we encourage you to come out to, uh, to our event on April 4th with Pathway and show ourselves strong in packaging meals. And you're doing a lot of good, and you'll have a fun day. And we just thank Pathway and uh, everyone here for supporting us and working with us and making a difference in the community. And if we save one life, it's all been worth it. So thank you so much. Thanks, Carl. Sarah? Sarah Fleming's here representing uh, One Roof Diner here in Peterborough, so pass it off. Thanks, Sarah. 
morning. Thank you. Yes, my name is Sarah Fleming, and I am the coordinator of One Roof Community Center here in Peterborough. One Roof is a community center that is open 365 days a year from 12 to 7. We serve lunch and dinner Monday to Friday and dinner on Saturday and Sunday. There we go. Um, when people think of One Roof, they often refer to it as home. We like to say we're much more than a meal program. People come to One Roof for many different reasons. Some come from sh for shelter from extreme weather and connection to services and food. Others come for meeting new friends and seeing familiar faces. One Roof's daily mission is to nurture a community that challenges homelessness, food insecurity, and social exclusion in the city of Peterborough by responding to immediate needs, breaking down barriers amongst us, and advocating for systemic change. Some of the programming One Roof offers tries to focus on bridging the gaps between our systems and finding ways to address our community's needs. <clears throat> for example, we have a weekly clinic um, where our community gets to uh, meet with a nurse practitioner, and that is bringing essential service into One Roof as they don't need a health card to um, see the nurse. We also do this by having a dentist come into One Roof twice a month, and we partner with Har uh, Parn to distribute harm reduction supplies and provide rapid hep C testing. By removing the barrier of having to go to a different location for these services, we are increasing the participation and service use. Another large part of what One Roof does is community building. So we encourage and support our community to run fun activities such as euchre and cribbage tournaments and monthly bingo. Giving our community an opportunity to have a say in what goes on at One Roof is a large part about, of, of what we do. On average, One Roof serves 7,000 meals a month and the need continues to grow. We are supported by many different agencies, faith groups, and a large outside community that supports us and helps with what we do daily. One Roof is extremely grateful for the generosity from Pathway. Your monthly financial donations help us fund our meals, and the support from your volunteers allows us to ensure our community are fed nutritious meals made with love. The ability to show your volunteers what One Roof is all about allows us to continue to change the narrative about what our community looks like. As I mentioned, One Roof is much more than a meal program. We get an insight into some individuals' most vulnerable times. When I first started working with our community four years ago, I met my friend Luke. At the time, Luke was staying in our shelter and was struggling with addiction. Even through hard times, Luke showcased his kind heart and always put others before himself. Over the past few years, Luke has been, seen, has been in and out of incarceration and attempting to navigate what life is like alone. Over two years ago, Luke started volunteering at One Roof. Since then, Luke has gotten clean and has become a large voice for those struggling with addiction and poverty. Over the last year, Luke has showcased his dedication to One Roof, and I am now happy to call him a colleague. Seeing the growth and development in Luke is just one example of what we see daily at One Roof. From individuals who could not be in the same room as each other to now those building long-lasting friendships, daily I am reminded that I am surrounded by the most forgiving and loving community. I am also reminded how important it is to show up for people even when it may be uncomfortable or inconvenient for myself. Once again, I thank you all 
and Pathway for the continued support and generosity as we could not do what we do without you. Thank you. Awesome. Well, um, we have a bunch of other folks that are with us today. Uh, we didn't have time for everyone to be on the stage, uh, but I do want to read an email. That's what I'm looking for. Um, we tried to shoot a little video message uh, from Tony Jones, who's a missionary in Haiti that you've heard referenced. And uh, we've been doing a lot of work with Tony and through the ministry that he does in Haiti. We weren't able to get the video via the internet. It's not good and all that. But he did send an email that he asked me to read to you uh, today uh, because, again, our church has been a huge support to him. Um, he says this, um, uh, blah, 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 couldn't send the video. Okay. I wanted to thank you so much for your prayers and support. Without them, we would not be able to do the Lord's work as we do. Haiti is still in difficult times with many problems that only the breath of God will ever change. Ministry work here is going well. We are blessed to see souls being transformed. We continue leading four mountain churches, five children's programs, men, women's prisons ministry, uh, 10 weekly Bible studies, a primary school that Pathway supports, and soon to start a discipleship and leadership seminary. Uh, they've completed the building of a radio station, and they're waiting for the equipment to come from Canada so they can launch uh, Christian radio in the mountains where people uh, don't have access to that. Um, Kids Against Hunger has uh, sent a container of food, uh, which is on its way. It's been delayed because of the rail situation. He says, Edna and the boys are doing well, uh, but sure miss home. It would be a blessing to one day be able to attend Pathway Church on a regular basis. The Lord only knows uh, when that time will be, but I sure hope it's sooner than later. Again, thank you so much for all you do as a church. We're blessed not only to be members of uh, the family of God, but also the family of Pathway. So Tony and his family send that to us. We appreciate that. We've got um, a couple quick images. Um, these are the teachers. Uh, there's a school deep in the mountains of Haiti uh, where you cannot get to. There's no roads. And uh, these teachers are teaching students in the mountains. Our church supports their salaries and provides the materials for them. Here are some of the students. Uh, I believe there's over 100 students or more that are learning to read and write and about Jesus, of course. Uh, here's some of those uh, little kids. Aren't they lovely? Um, so that's something that just kind of happens, and every year we're sending the money and resources to keep this going. There's Tony, and uh, we sell his coffee back at the coffee table, so if you want to grab, you can buy a bag of coffee uh, from us, and some of the proceeds go back to help him and all the stuff he does. Uh, also, I have a few images here from friends. This is another organization we almost never talk about, but when we launched the church in 2010, September 2010, uh, we wanted to be a church that wasn't just for ourselves, and so we immediately started uh, funding a nurse in Kenya and this is uh, in, in Garissa, Kenya, I believe it is. And uh, this is the Bola Hagar Clinic. And they offer medical services um, to those of the Muslim community where they serve. Um, this is a nurse uh, that we've been supporting for uh, over nine years. And so, again, every, every month we're sending those checks. But we don't, we don't often remember that these things are happening. And because of the work they're doing, they're giving care to people, their bodies, and then also being able to share the gospel with these people in need. So lots and lots of amazing things. Uh, before we close our service, I wanted to just uh, point out that little handout. Would you pass that to me, Naomi, the little handout there? Um, thank you. These Mission Sunday handouts, if you grab one of these on the way in, if you open it up, I just want to highlight a few special guests that are here that we weren't able to hear from. Um, You'll see a list of strategic partners and ministry partners, all of which you've heard about. But there's some local leaders here that I really want you to take a few minutes today and meet. Um, under the local leaders, we have uh, Sue F. Grave and Helen DeLuna from the Peterborough uh, Pregnancy Support Services. Yeah, they're doing a great work. 
And so we'd love for you to, to we'd love for you to chat with them and learn more about what they're doing. They have resources there. We have uh, Ben Peltz who's here with us, and he's standing at the back there. And uh, yes, Ben's uh, Ben's been working with the uh, the Trent Christian Fellowship for years, and our church has been trying to partner and help with providing some meals for their global table. And so there are some people in our church who have been participating in preparing food and helping with that. Uh, but I'm sure they need more help. And so if you'd love to connect with him and find out more about what they're doing and how you can get involved with it, I'm sure he'd love to, uh, to meet you after the service. Uh, on the back page, we have Tim Coles, the national director and uh, involved in the Pete's chaplaincy. And so if you're interested, you could chat with him about that. And then we have uh, Chris and Sarah Jones, who are uh, running the Youth Unlimited programs in Lakefield. And so we'd love for you to meet them at their table and uh, learn more about what they're doing. And, and Jeff Rick, so I don't think he's here today, is he? I don't think so. Uh, but he's uh, been helping to run the skateboard program that you heard about through uh, Youth Unlimited. So, and then also we have Rennie over here. Rennie, uh, wave at everybody. He's in a white sweater. Um, Rennie's been, uh, Rennie's been working with the Arabic community in, in Peterborough and through the bridge and involved in lots of things. So we'd love for you to meet him and learn more. So with that, I'm going to pray. We're dismissed the service and we'd love for you to connect and sp- take a few moments to uh, learn more about what's going on and hopefully get involved and uh, take one, one small step um, towards doing more. Father, thank you for each person that's here and part of this church family. We thank you for our special guests uh, who are here, who are in the trenches working Uh, doing your work and lord we pray that as a church community and as individuals we could support and encourage and strengthen what you're doing in our community and around the world help us to be a church uh, that is full of love and growing in love day by day year by year and we pray this in jesus name thanks for listening to the pathway church podcast if you'd like to reach out to us go to our website pathwaylife.com and as always don't forget to subscribe see you next week